Hello and welcome to Dirty Laundry Season 2. My name is Tara Stewart. I am a DJ and presenter of the new music show on 2FM. In this series, I'll be exploring all things slow fashion and sustainability. I love clothes, like love, 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 love clothes. It's my way of expressing myself, but the way I and so many others consume it has to change. So I want to learn more about the world of slow fashion. I'm going to be inviting guests I think are doing great things in their field. And I want to bring you on this journey with me so we can come away with a new fountain of knowledge and maybe make some changes to our lifestyle. In this episode, I chat to YouTuber and sustainable advocate Keelan Moncrief. Keelan has been on a huge journey over the last few years from studying in fashion to sharing the negative impact that fashion is having on the planet. With over 50,000 subscribers on her channels alone, Keelan makes caring about climate change cool. She's also an avid depopper and gives us some tips and tricks on how to shop more slow fashion. How did you first get into sustainable fashion? Uh, so the first thing that I, I think that triggered the, the light switch in my head was I watched the True Cost documentary. Um, and then at that time I was like, oh my God, this is terrible. But for some reason I didn't connect the dots between every single high street store and that documentary. I just thought it was kind of just about H&M because that's the store they focused on. And I thought, oh, that's fine because I don't shop there. So I don't shop fast fashion at all. Even though at the time I worked in Urban Outfitters and I was buying from all these other places, um, even online and stuff. Because you think if something's a bit more expensive than really, really fast fashion, then you think that it's not contributing to the whole picture but anyway then I studied fashion buying and merchandising in Portobello College and the first tutor I had she was from Galway and she owned her own like sustainable bag company and she talked about it we didn't have a sustainability module but she just off her own back taught us about sustainability and she made us watch that documentary and just even the second time watching it I just saw it completely different mm. and then after that I was like, I'm never shopping fast fashion ever again. This is so bad and I have to tell everyone about it. And then from then, I kind of turned into a little bit of a militant activist because, you know, there's politics within everything and mm, of you have to take into consideration accessibility and people's financial situation and time as a commodity as well. But at that time, I could only relate to myself, you know, when you're in your early 20s and you're living with your parents and you have a part-time job. Like for me, I was in a privileged position where I could shop sustainably. So I was trying to relate to people more in my type of situation, kind of turning away from wearing one outfit on a night out. Uh, and then, cause that's the kind of thing that I would have done as well, wearing one outfit once, taking an Instagram picture and then not wearing it ever again. Mm -hmm. um, and I think as well, when you word things such as wearing something once and then throwing it away, people think, that's a kind of a cognitive dissonance thing where people think I'd have never put clothes in the bin because that's how people visualize it because no one really puts clothes in the bin but you like donate things or give it away but you don't know where at the end of the chain where that clothes where those clothes actually go so basically from my fashion buying and merchandising course I just learned way way more than I would have if I was just learning it on my own at home and then I started making YouTube videos about it and that's why I was kind of surprised that people didn't really know anything because it's been happening for years and I mm. saw the true cost before I was even in college so I just thought that people had heard about it there's obviously such a need to keep talking about it and keep the conversation going but uh, I kind of ran out of steam after a while because because I was such a militant activist I was like everyone's the worst please stop buying fast fashion that was kind of my attitude and then over time I realized well sometimes people can't find their size 
people don't have the money or the time and I think time is a really big thing as well because you like rooting through charity shops and stuff does take a lot of time and sometimes you know there's a working class mother with five kids she's not going to go rooting around charity shops to find their size and stuff that fits them and suits so I think I've thought about that more and trying to think about it in a more fastidious way where I don't offend anyone and it's all inclusive as well and obviously I'm not fully trained in sustainability but I can just teach people what I know from going to college and like what I've taught myself from online. It's great to see you've been going on your own journey throughout this as well because I think that is a big topic at the moment. A high street store there was a big queue you know when lockdown had happened and people were kind of saying like the state of people queuing but then there was also other people saying well you don't know what their situation is and I mean there are so many arguments but at the end of the day all um, I think, you know, you and people that are really passionate about this and, you know, me, all we really want at the end of the day is for people to be paid a living wage and also for, for clothes not to kill the planet. It's not like you're trying to hate on anyone that has to do this just to get by. Exactly. And I think from the point of view that I was talking about it, I just wanted to relate people that were exactly like in the same situation as me, rather than giving out to everyone as a whole for being terrible, because it's all encompassing anything that's against the planet. Uh, literally anything you do in your life is damaging the planet so it's not like just doing that one thing is detrimental but it's looking at everything as a whole so I think that's how I was trying to communicate it but sometimes as well you can come across as harsh probably mm. to, to tell people what to do but I think it worked at the time because obviously I made an impact because people would say to me oh I don't buy fast fashion anymore but in your early 20s you change so much as a person so now, mm. now even looking back at myself I'm like I'm scared of her I don't know who <laughs> she is and now I'm even in a situation where I, I know so much more about it, but I don't know what's the right way to go about talking about it to people either. Mm -hmm. Even I wasn't really involved in it over quarantine. There was a lot of shaming people buying loads of loungewear over quarantine. And I made one post about it, but like there's people putting up tweets, I mean like the state of bloggers, like promoting all of this stuff and you're the worst and everyone's horrible. And I just really was trying to avoid uh, con confrontation uh, uh, the whole time because I was like people are it's very heightened people's emotions during a pandemic obviously and yeah. everyone's very sensitive so I'm not gonna keep talking about something like this that's obviously I'm passionate about but I think it sometimes you just have to you know sit down for a while to let things pan out. Did it have a toll on your like mental health at the time when you were you know a lot more kind of vocal about it before you kind of just decided to just you know take a little step back I think yeah the, well the realization that we're totally the western world is just totally exploiting every single other part of the planet because you know capitalism can't exist without a slave class mm -hmm. um and then I was reading loads of books and I read climate justice by Mary Robinson that was kind of more uplifting and then I read talking to my daughter the, you know the capitalism one and it was just like we're really bad people yeah. and I think coming to the terms of that because you feel an overwhelming fe feeling of guilt as an uh, as a human so myself I was like everything I do in my life is exploiting someone else and I'm so privileged and I don't know how to help but you feel kind of hopeless and perilous as well and then when I started going to climate strikes and I joined Extinction Rebellion Youth for some reason I've just had this naive optimistic attitudes that we were going to save the planet in like three weeks and then I joined climate ambassadors as well and you join all these weekly zoom meetings and people are just talking and talking endlessly but nothing is actually getting done and I know that as well because my mom is in the green party so like talking to someone who's actually 
it works with politicians and is in a position to actually make change yeah and you see how frustrating it is because in ireland as well there's such so many tiers of a, a communication to go through like a huge line of communication like it's one thing for me to say something on the internet and i can only influence individual individual change rather than political change and i think sometimes people have the attitude like i'm just one person i can't make a difference and there's no ethical consumption under capitalism but having that attitude is like there's never going to be a change if people think like that mm -hmm. and we're the, the, as individuals we're allowing that to happen if we're not making changes in our own lives so i think for my mental health i was just having the realization that like overthinking constantly all the time and debating whether am I making a difference? Am I influencing other people? Is anything ever going to change? So I think sometimes you have to take breaks and be like, stop think, stop thinking brain. You can only do your best. And like, that's all you can do. And I think I felt a lot better when I wasn't sort of had the attitude where I had a moral high ground because I don't buy fast fashion and you do. So you're terrible. Cause I, at one point I did think that I genuinely thought someone else was lacking morals or a moral compass if they bought fast fashion I think at this day and age where information is so accessible to people, especially on social media, and as time is progressing, I, I find it actually hard to believe if people aren't aware of how detrimental is the environment and like the slave labour that goes into it. It is quite shocking. I mean, you had so many like big celebrities that have worked, well, like say Love Island stars, that have worked with these brands before. It's kind of hard to know if they were saying that they didn't want to work with them because they were trying to protect themselves, which, you know, you can't blame or if they genuinely didn't know that information before and actually wanted to distance themselves from the companies. It's hard to know. I have no idea. And I'm trying not to judge anyone, but it is, yeah. it's disappointing to see, but you can't be like, you're a terrible person for mm -hmm. shame people. I'm not sure. I'm, I probably will look, should look into the psychology of how you should influence people in the best way, but I'm not sure yet how to do it. Yeah. I'd like to move on to personal style. Could you, how could you describe your style? The way I describe it to people is like sad girl, skater, sad girl. <laughs> I don't know why, but just looking at me, I'm just like, oh, there's such a sad girl outfit. I don't know why, but it does change a lot. I wear a lot of plaid at the moment and I love a polos. Um, I suppose that's why it's easy for me to shop sustainably because I just like vintage clothes and a lot mm. of people I know don't. And that's probably why it was hard for me to communicate that to people. And then after I started, like, as time went on, I actually have enough money now to actually buy sustainable clothes, if that makes mm. sense. Like I was just buying secondhand and now I'm kind of more into aware of sustainable designers. And um, from watching, you know, PAQ, yeah. show. so from watching PAQ, there's a shop called 50M London and it's just like oh, expert. Loads made from towels and stuff or was no, there's a designer that they featured that made stuff out of like beer mats and towels yeah that's the yeah. towel sweater his name's adam jones i think mm -hmm. and he made a sweater vest out of a vintage towel and i remember last year watching it and i was like i would never be able to afford something like that mm. and i was able to buy it for myself last week and i felt oh fantastic because it was like an independent designer and he like tagged me on his instagram and it's like you know exactly where it came from yeah and it was made out of vintage like a vintage beer mat thing it was so cool so I think stuff like that being able to like save for stuff and buy something off a designer i think is really class because obviously i study design in college so i really like supporting other people that you kind of know it's a matter of um buying one piece like you know a key piece like that that's a bit yeah. more expensive but you know it's been like you said you know exactly where it's come from you've literally got a direct link to the person that's running the instagram you know like there's no it's not being shipped from loads of different places and you know you don't know who made it so that's amazing what are some i mean that's one find that you found recently what are some other like amazing vintage finds that you found 
I love my, I have a Care Bear hoodie. I got that off Depop and the seller, she hand painted it. And I really, really like that. I also got a Vivian Westwood plaid skirt over. I saw that. That looked amazing. I love that. And I also got these like satin buckle pants and they make my bum look so good. They make (laughs) it look, like when you put them on, I was like, I feel so hot. You know the kind of piece of clothing that just makes you feel real so powerful um, and they were like the, when I started getting into like witchcraft I was like I, I need witch outfits so I love all those pieces at the moment um, and then as well from working in Dublin Vintage Factory I literally would find stuff every single day and it was so easy because I'd literally working in a vintage shop where you like are there when there's deliveries and stuff so I get the first picks of all the things mm-hmm. um, and I did buy one of my friends a, a Chanel t-shirt that I found in there Oh, amazing. Terry, I had to literally fight Terry first. Thank God he sold it to me. But I, I got it at the end. He was like, I kind of want it. And I was like, I'll pay anything first. He only said that because you wanted it. When someone know, else shows interest, he's like, I actually want that instead. <laughs> um, you also wore a House of Sunny cardigan recently. Yeah. Um, and they're another sustainable brand. They only like produce small quantities, don't they? And they do kind of pre-order kind of vibe. Yeah, it's pre-order. So they make it like on... And they don't, uh, they use up all of their scrap fabric. So if there's like leftover fabrics, they'll make a random piece that people can buy. So it's never left over. And are there any other kind of like sustainable brands that like, you know, sustainable new, um, like House of Sunny that you are into at the moment or that you could recommend? I do buy, if you need basics, because I know a lot of times you can't find sustainable basics for an affordable price sort of thing. But there is also, you have to take into consideration the ethics of it. I do buy my basics from weekday. So like if I need a white tank top, I had to buy a white tank top like two months ago because there was like holes in my one. You know, stuff like that or a pair of jeans that fit you nicely. I'd get them off weekday and they use recycled polyester, recycled cotton, organic cotton, but they say it underneath the piece. Like they do have some pieces that aren't sustainable. So they are very transparent in which, which side is like sort of sustainable. And then... What else is there? There's also on Zalando, there's a whole section of like sustainability, but as well, you do have to kind of do your research into it too. Cause sometimes they could just slap like vegan shoe and they, mm-hmm. they put that under sustainable, but that doesn't really mean sustainable. It just kind of means ethical. And I think mm-hmm. people are putting them under the same term, even though they completely mean, they mean completely different things. Um, and I don't even know that cause I'm like educated on it, but you know, vegan shoes are more often than not made out of plastic. So it wouldn't actually mm-hmm. be that sustainable. If you are buying stuff, I do really recommend weekday for an affordable one. 50M London, if you want to buy like a big piece, because they would be a bit pricier, but it's coming directly from the designer. Uh, I did buy a corset off a girl off Instagram. Her name is Arts by Rosie. Mm -hmm. And she makes all of her corsets out of scrap fabric as well that she gets like from her fashion college. And like they're in big bin bags. There's also Maisie Maid. She's down in Cork. She makes all of her bags from scrap fabric. And then there's also Slow Garments. She made me and Ellie's bikinis over quarantine you got black and pink ones and she makes them like high rise she fits them to your body send her the measurements and they're actually pretty affordable for being handmade by her Mm -hmm. and she uses uh, recycled whatever that fabric is I don't even know what fabric bikinis are made out of and she makes like swimsuits and she also makes bodycon dresses as well and she like always puts up stuff on her stories like educating people on fast fashion and stuff so I really like her as a person and I text her a lot of times as well and do you have any um, tips for shopping on Depop or eBay? So for Depop, the more you use it, the more I only use my recommended page. So for example, if I'm looking for something like I would look up a lot of Unif clothes and I'd look up a lot of, say, Brandy Melville and stuff. 
So the more you search for stuff in your search bar, even though if you don't even find that item, like it doesn't come up, because I know it could be teeming with a lot of stuff that's just irrelevant to what you searched. So that's why Depop can be kind of annoying sometimes. But then the more you use it, if you use your, uh, they give you like a recommended page where they find you stuff that you'll probably like. And I find literally anything I buy off Depop, find it from the recommended page. So that's all the stuff that I like. The Care Bear jumper was just on the recommended page, the buckle pants. So I'd say just the more you use it, the more you follow people, the more you like stuff, the more you add stuff to your saved and just like add it to your bag, even if you don't buy it, they'll just know from the algorithm of the type of clothes that you like. And then you'll more likely like find stuff that you actually like from Depop then. Oh, wow. What a great tip. Do you have any tips for Etsy? I was buying Ooh. stuff for my um my room for like uh, decor and stuff because it's all from like individual des uh, designers and sellers, but they also offset their transport emissions on Etsy as well. Oh, amazing. Delivery, they like off the pay for a charity for the whatever aviation emissions that were used to transport it. And I guess finally, um, if someone wants to really get into sustainability, if they really want to make a change, what would be their first step, do you think? Try to have a no buy month where like you just try to not to buy anything new at all. And that's in terms of like house decor, just random stuff that, you know, when you go into town, you're like, I just want to buy something. It doesn't even have to be clothes, but just in general, like buying new lighters when you have matches at home and that sort of like, it's really, really small and such a small change, but just try for one month and you realize how much stuff you probably didn't even need. And you're also saving money at the same time. So I suppose it's helpful in two ways. Well, that's it from me. I hope you learned something new from this conversation. Coming up in my next episode, I'm joined by fashion designer Nagani Chikwenengebe, a founder of sustainable, size-inclusive and slow fashion label, We Are Kin. The first collection, the one that I showed you in Fashion Week, I did that at my kitchen table. Wow. I was living in London with a flatmate and thankfully she was just very understanding. So she'd come home some days and just find me covered in thread. <laughs> I'll talk to you then. 